In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, I mean, happy feast of the cross for everyone and enjoying the fullness of the power of the cross. Praise the Lord. Thank you. So let me start with you. I just yeah, share with you something in 10 minutes. Let me start with the words of Saint Isaac of Syria. He's telling us it's not a normal day. And it's not a normal sign that we as Christians have the sign of the cross. The cross is a door to mysteries. Sometimes I'm in the church for years. Till now, all these mysteries still unpacked, still closed. Still I cannot see them. Through the, this door, the intellect makes entrance into the knowledge of the heavenly mysteries. So what I can do? I need to enjoy the fullness of such mysteries. The knowledge of the cross is concealed in the sufferings of the cross. And here everyone can say, I can flee from any suffering. I'm seeking uh, my comfort zone at all times. Again, St. Isaac is telling us, you are missing the knowledge of the mysteries of heaven. And the more our participation in its sufferings, the greater the, the perception we gain through the cross. So it's encouraging us not to find the cross. This never was the message of the, of, the, of the Bible. It is when you have the cross, enjoy it. When you have the suffering, don't seek suffering. But when you have the suffering, enjoy this suffering to find out a way to enjoy and to find out more about the mysteries of the heaven. So we have a very simple sayings to study the word of God and to find the cross. Say, find the story, with capital S, within the story, with small s. Every single story in the Old Testament, every single even rituals, we can find the big story of salvation in it. So I would like to share with you just three passages from the Bible to find out the story, with capital S, the story of the cross, the story of my salvation, was in the story in, with small s. So what I would like to share with you is to see first these three pictures. This is the Ark of Covenant. And we'll find out the Ark has a cover. In Arabic, we say Al-Ghita. In English, it's the mercy seat. And we'll see why. We'll see this in a moment. Inside the Ark of Covenant, there, was, there were three items. The first one is the two tablets of stone with the Ten, ten Commandments. Second one is the jar of manna. And the third one was the staff of Aaron, which bought Just put these things in your mind. We heard about it many times, and sometimes I feel it's something old, something not relative or related to what I can see in the beauty of the New Testament. But again, we can see always the story within the story. So the first scene is in Exodus chapter 25. Please, when you go home, read these three chapters. Exodus 25 and Leviticus chapter 16 and then Hebrews chapter 9. When you will read them, you will see the beauty of the cross. You will see the story within the story. The first one is how God was commanding Moses how to build the ark. And I choose here only the covering or the mercy seat. The Lord was telling him, you shall make a mercy seat of pure gold. 
and the cherubim shall stretch out their wings above, covering the mercy seat with their wings, and they shall face one another. The faces of the cherubim shall be towards the mercy seat, and you shall put the mercy seat on the top of the ark. And in the ark you shall put the testimony that I will give you, which is the two tablets, and there I will meet with you, and I will speak with you from above the mercy seat. So he's telling us from the beginning, God is telling us he's going to communicate with us through the mercy seat, through the uh, covering of the Ark of Covenant. What is inside? The two tablets of stone and the jar of manna and finally the Aaron's staff. So why, when are we going to use this uh, Ark of Covenant? He's telling us it's once a year. It was the day of the atonement, Yom Kippur, which is the tenth day of the seventh month of the Hebrew year. What is going to happen on this day? It's the day of forgiveness of all the sins of the whole Israelites all over the whole year. That was the only day in which the high priest will enter into the Holy Spirit. So hear what the Holy Spirit is telling us in Leviticus chapter 16. Then shall he shall kill the goat of the sin offering, which is, for, which is for the people, bring its blood inside the veil, do with that blood as he did with the blood of the bull, and sprinkle it on the mercy seat. And before the mercy seat, so shall make atonement for the holy place, because of the uncleanness of the children of Israel, and because of their transgressions, and for all their sins. Is three words here in red at the bottom of the verse. So on this day, the high priest, the only time during the year, will come and bring the blood of the gold and to sprinkle it seven times. Later in the seventh chapter, you'll see it seven times on the mercy seat. Why and why these three words? This is what we are, are trying to find, the beauty of the cross in the Old Testament. And what we have attained and obtained in the New Testament. First of all, he's telling us, I will share only one side of the Ark of Covenant. Inside the Ark of Covenant is the two tablets of stone, which is a testimony against us all. We broke the law. We have broken the law many times during the whole year, for us, during the whole life. There is no other option for forgiveness of sin except the mercy seat. That's why it's the mercy seat. And the mercy seat will be sprinkled with the blood of the goat seven times on the Day of Atonement to tell us from now on your sins through the mercy seat are forgiven with the blood of the goat. This was in the Old Testament. So he was showing us that every one of us, or every Israelite at the time, was waiting for the whole year till the Day of Atonement to enjoy the forgiveness of his or her sins. But since Christ came, it was something totally different. Every minute, once you decide to go and confess your sins and to have the communion, you have the fullness of this forgiveness. But why these three words were mentioned in this verse and what is the story behind them in the story of the cross and in the whole Bible? This is the third reading. We'll read verse 1 and 2 in Psalm 32. We all know by heart Psalm 50 when David was repenting upon the confrontation 
was Nisa the prophet. But here he's encouraging you and me. Whatever your sins, if you killed, if you committed adultery like David, whatever the length of this sinful life, here is the hope. Telling us, blessed is the man, blessed is he who, whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. Again, look to the three red words. Transgression, sin, iniquity. The previous screen, it was uncleanness, transgression, sins. Two of them exactly the same. And the third one is an alternative word to the third one in the other verse. What does it mean? What sort of blessedness do you have, King David, after you have such contrite heart and you were in tears, and after you said, my sins are before me my whole life, what happened? I redirected my eyes to the Day of Atonement to see my sins once more forgiven and forever. For him it was forgiven till the coming of the Messiah. That the broken law is covered with the mercy seat, and the mercy seat is sprinkled with the blood of the goat of the sin offering. And he's telling us today, if this was a shadow of good things to happen, as St. Paul says, how much more do we have the beauty of the fullness of the real sacrifice with our Lord Jesus Christ? And this is what St. Paul is telling us in Hebrews chapter 9. Not with the blood of goats and calves. This was a shadow of good things to happen. But with his own blood, he entered the most holy place once for all. And when we say it once for all and forever, which means it's a, an eternal act. It's not once for all and it has been done in the past. It's one for all and forever. Having obtained eternal redemption, for if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sacrifices for the purification, purifying of the flesh, how much more what you have today because now it is the blood of the Son of God. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? And he's telling you, you have heard the story of the shadow of good things in the Old Testament. How much more you and me have to enjoy the fullness of the total remission of our sins through the cross. That's why our celebration is not only because we have a good sign that Jesus was victorious, but not for himself. He gives the victory to everyone. He gives the forgiveness of sins for everyone. But again, you need to stretch out your hand to enjoy this power of the cross. If I'm not repenting for a long time, if I'm not confessing my sins for a long time, and even sometimes never confessed my sins, if the community is just a habit, I'm attending the last 10 minutes of the liturgy, and that's it, I have the communion. No. That's why St. Essence is encouraging you and me. Just as a man is enlightened by the Holy Spirit when he is baptized by a priest, so he who confesses his sins with a repentant heart, repentant heart obtains the remission from the priest. He's encouraging us. We are not celebrating a feast for the sake of celebration, for the sake of enjoying and living and reliving 
the event itself. And the church is telling me and you, now it's time to see the beauty of, again, what was inside the Ark of Covenant. So the Ark of Covenant was showing us the whole life of Christ. The staff of Aaron was telling us through the incarnation, to the symbol of the incarnation. How come this staff will bud? And it happened to show us, to tell us, the virgin shall conceive. And then we were able, through his incarnation and the whole acts of Christ, to eat the true manna. And by eating the true manna, we are enjoying the fulfillment of the law in our behalf. What does it mean? St. Gregory, in the liturgy of St. Gregory, you have fulfilled the law on my behalf. You have completed the law on my behalf. He's telling me, still the broken law by us all is there. We have a real mercy seat, not covered with the blood of lambs or goats, but the blood of the Son of God, who obtained for us an eternal redemption for each and every one of us. It's a time to repent. It's the whole time of the year. This happened once a year in the 10th day of the 7th day month of the Hebrew year. Now, every minute could be your opportunity and my opportunity. Be my chance and your chance. That's why the Lord in Luke chapter 4 verse 18, after he read from Isaiah 61, he told them clearly, now these words has been fulfilled in your hearing. It is not the year of the Lord, it is the life of the Lord. Every minute becomes a new beginning if you choose to join this jubilee year, which is the whole life of the church. Let me conclude with you with the words of St. John Chrysostom. The cross uprooted us from the depth of evil and elevated us to the summit of virtue. If we are not enjoying this, it means the cross is just a sign. If you are starting this journey, it means it's a journey of eternity to reach the full stature of Christ. May the glory of Lord Jesus Christ be with you from now and forever.